Everyone is voting for Jack Cause he's got what all the rest lack Everyone wants to back Jack Jack is on the right track Cause he's got Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I have decided to go a different route this week because I feel like I've been a little too serious the last couple of weeks. So we're going to bring it down a notch and have kind of just a short, silly story that I think is funny. And I'm going to share it with you guys this week. But before we do that, I'm going to do my question and my news segment. So first, let's do the news segment. Hey, got a new story of the past seven days. So a few weeks ago, it was actually released that... The Rose Garden, which Melania Trump just redid from Jacqueline Kennedy's design, and a lot of people were really mad about it because she didn't apparently do the correct design and took out some parts that Jacqueline had put in. It's been a whole controversy. But anyway, after just a few weeks, it's already needing repairs. It literally is having terrible drainage problems and having some issues. So unfortunate. Just thought you guys would like to know that. Okay, another thing that's really interesting that just happened is one of Robert Kennedy's grandsons, Max, volunteered with Jared Kushner's COVID-19 task force, and he has now become a whistleblower. He likened the Trump administration's pandemic response to a family office meets organized crime melded with Lord of the Flies. So, yeah, that's like a big deal that he became a whistleblower. But um, I'm not going to go any deeper into it because I don't want to piss you guys off on anything that I say about it or don't say about it. So go read it for yourself. It's everywhere. Therefore, in answer to your question... Okay, next I'm going to move on to my question segment. This was really fun this week. I got a question from Eddie U on Instagram to give basically some of JFK's favorite things and list them out. So I looked it up and I've got a few for you guys. This is a quote from the JFK Library about his favorite food. It says, Though we cannot verify particular favorites, President Kennedy did like lamb chops, steak, baked chicken, turkey, white meat, and mashed potatoes. He also was fond of seafood and baked beans. According to chefs who worked in the White House, President Kennedy liked corn muffins too, as did Calvin Coolidge. So that's a quote from the JFK Library. I've also read a lot that he was really into clam chowder, like New England clam chowder. So yeah, that's his favorite foods. His favorite song was Green Sleeves. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you here. We've all probably heard that one, but I wanted to give you a clip anyway. And his favorite cocktail was a Bloody Mary, which that's one of my favorite cocktails. That was kind of fun to find out. And lastly, his favorite sport was sailing. Okay, so now I'm going to get into my fun little story. I'm going to keep it light. Some of you guys may have heard this because there was actually a short little, I don't know if you would say documentary, I don't know, short little film thing on, I think it's Prime, about this story. And I just saw it last year and thought... It was hilarious. It's called The Silly Bastard Next to the Bed. (laughs) I think that's exactly the title. It's a quote directly out of the story that I'm going to tell you. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's really funny. Go watch it after this. This is where I got all this from. So it's kind of going to be a repeat of of what I'm saying if you go watch it. But still, it's worth it. Um, So if you've heard this, then, you know, have fun listening again. But if you haven't, it's, it's a good one. So here I go. 
It was in July of 1963. President Kennedy was spending part of the summer attending to presidential duties in Washington, D.C., but he was also spending the other half visiting family in Hyannisport. Jackie was eight months pregnant at the time with their son, Patrick Bouvier, and the closest airport to Hyannis that can accommodate the presidential jet is Otis Air Force Base, and it's 17 miles away. Okay, so let me introduce a character. We have Ernest Carlton. He was the public information officer for Otis Air Force Base, and he was kind of made the communications director, if you will, for the Kennedy White House between the Otis Air Force Base because it was used by them a lot. So he kind of went back and forth between the two of them, communicating various messages and things. So because Jackie had problems with previous pregnancies, their hospital would be the one that she would obviously go to if she had any emergencies or early delivery or anything like that. It basically had like eight empty wards sitting there. So they all decided, okay, we'll fix up part for Miss Kennedy. So they created a ward just for her. According to Ernest, they took just regular old Air Force furniture, cleaned it up, arranged it, you know, just fixed it up, made it like an inviting room for her. On top of that, apparently reporters or something had come in and, you know, done like a tour to look at the hospital that, you know, the Kennedy baby may be delivered at. And Ernest had kind of taken them around and shown them around the place. And that was that. Well, on July 25th of 1963, Ernest got a phone call from General Godfrey McHugh, and he was at the Pentagon asking, what are you guys doing at Otis Air Force Base? And Ernest was like, what are you talking about? And he said, haven't you read the Washington Post? And Ernest was like, we don't read the Post at Ca- in Cape Cod. Like, we don't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Godfrey McHugh starts to read Ernest this whole story. And what had happened was a reporter had called apparently the night before to Otis Air Force Base and got some Air Force captain that had only been there like six months on the phone. And apparently he had told the reporter that they had spruced up this eight-room suite to be like magnificent. He had made it sound so posh and fancy. He said that they had spent like five grand on it. Uh, He even said that all of the furniture in there came from Jordan Marsh, which is like an upscale Boston department store. So that's what the article said anyway. I don't know if the guy told the reporter all this or if they took liberties on it, but that's what the source they said was one of the captains on, on base. Whereas Ernest doesn't understand any of that. He's like, first of all, I was there. We literally got old Air Force furniture. Like, there was nothing from Jordan Marsh. Nothing cost five grand. Like, he doesn't know where the story came from. But anyway, it got published anyway. And along with the story was a photo of Ernest standing by Miss Kennedy's bed, which was going to be her bed when she delivered or visited for complications, anything like that. And it just is really silly looking (laughs) if if you see the photo. Go over to the White House (laughs) on... July 25th of 1963, President Kennedy calls the Assistant Secretary of Defense, which is Arthur Sylvester, and he asked him to find out how much did they pay for everything and ship everything back. This looks so bad on us and ridiculous. You know, his, the phone call is hilarious. And he talks about how the captain doesn't have any sense at all and just, just like fire him, ship him off to Alaska. It's kind of, he's saying it in a silly voice, but he's like annoyed, obviously. And then directly after that, President Kennedy calls General McHugh. And I'm actually going to add that phone call here. General, yes, sir. That Air Force is calls itself more grief with that silly bastard. Did you see the post this morning? Yes, sir. I'm looking see at that it. fellow's picture by the bed? Yes, sir. Are they, and you see that furniture they bought from Jordan Marsh? What the hell did they let the reporters in there for? Are they crazy up there? Now you know what's going to do. Any congressman's going to get up and say, Christ, if they can throw $5,000 away on this, let's cut them another billion dollars. You just sank the Air Force budget. You're crazy up there. Are they crazy? That silly bastard with his picture next to the bed? Uh, I'm uh, appalled. But, uh... Well, I'm appalled, too. 
now, the thing is, I, the thing of the matter is, I'm going to get that furniture. I've just told Sylvester, and you can talk to him. I want to find out if we pay for that furniture, because I want it to go back to George Martin. All right, sir. Then I want that fellow's incompetent who had his picture taken next to Mrs. Kennedy's bed, if that's what it is. I mean, he's a silly bastard. I wouldn't have him running a cat house. Christ, they're not all incompetent. Is that the way they're throwing money around over there, you better look into it, and especially when you told me that they hadn't spent it for that. Well, sir, this is uh, obviously... Uh, well, this is obviously a fuck-up. That's right, okay. That's right. 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 So as you see by the phone call, President Kennedy was obviously very livid. <laughs> and poor old Ernest never even read the news story, never saw the photo until years and years and years and years later, whenever they made this film that I was telling you about. And it's hilarious to see him see it for the first time and read about it. He was like, oh my gosh, I totally get why President Kennedy was so mad. I look so silly next to the bed like that. So all in all, it turned out fine. Ernest kept his job. He wasn't fired. He went on to be successful and all these things. But I just think it's hilarious how he did President Kennedy got and the way that he called him the silly bastard next to the bed. And I thought it'd be a fun little story for you guys to hear this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this little lighthearted short episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Kennedy Dynasty. Check out my Spreadshirt shop, link in my Instagram bio. Make sure you're using my Amazon affiliate links for whenever you order new Kennedy books or need any recommendations for books or documentaries or anything like that. And that is also in the link in my Kennedy Dynasty Instagram bio. And I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling along. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.